This is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer Frank Verderosa. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with the uh, legendary blues singer. <laughs> Skinless Raybone. He's skinless. Yes. I lose I lose another body. To be part born without skin is uh, <laughs> Yes. I well I heard a crocodile yeah. uh swam past him and scraped the skin. Wow. Off. I heard he was boneless. Yeah. And and as a result, a world class limbo champion. <laughs> Is there no truth to that? Uh, I, I, it's hard, difficult to confirm being skinless because what am I talking with? Boneless, you know? Paul Raybone. Boneless, yeah. And, and I think they designed that educational model of the visible man that they used to yeah, have in classrooms. Right. And yet I'm not it's hearing accurate. the traditional blues music, the, uh, well, the Paul Raybone. The, here's the interesting phenomenon. We've become the Raybone band, as uh-huh. you know, has become quite a hit on the Internet. The only problem is we've yet to record a single song. I see. So we're working on that. Me and the band. <laughs> <laughs> and and I should say before uh, anything else, um, Will Jordan, thankfully, is is out of the hospital. Oh, good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, and and he was telling people how touched he was that that, that you I went came to see over him and saw him. That's so nice. That, that's a nice thing. That's nice. We love Will. Yeah. He was great here, and we're glad that he is on the mend. Uh, other housekeeping before we start this actual premise. Uh, I saw you on the John Oliver show. Oh, yes. Yes. You were funny. Yeah. I, I saw it. <laughs> you Wait. don't have to act so incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> Dara gave me a heads up on Facebook that's that he was going to be on John Oliver, and my, my wife went to sleep. No offense. My son in New Zealand sent me an email and said, "You got to watch this yeah. link here." So. And, and there's there's a five minute uh, version of it. I don't know if they've shown it yet. I, they ran it through the credits after they did the bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> they seem yeah. to love you over there. Yeah that that was a very funny one. Last time I was there, I was the voice of uh, Jared what, Kushner. Jared, Jared Kushner. Kushner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they come up with. Strange idea. Uh, our friend Tim Carvel, the head writer on that show, is a brilliant guy. It's a very funny show. The other thing is Steve Hanna, our favorite Photoshop artist. I yes. assume by now you've seen Maria Juspenskaya. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gilbert likes to talk about Maria Uspenskaya, who played mm, the gypsy. But gy- who gy- doesn't? Who doesn't? Because the kids love it. <laughs> what is the name of the character she plays in The Wolfman? Maliva. Yeah, it just went out of my head. Maliva. Yeah. And and Steve Hanna, the talented Photoshop artist, we seem to credit every week, did a draw. It's on Twitter. I'll mm-hmm. send it to you. Paul's staring at me like a Weimaraner <laughs> stares <laughs> at someone <laughs> playing the kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> How he goes into singing one of those songs out of nowhere. That's the... <laughs> That's the amazing thing about Rainbow. Uh, so, so check out Steve Hanna on Twitter. Check out his his Maria Juspenskaya with Gilbert. Uh, yes, as Maleva. It's a wonderful, a wonderful work of art, and uh, and that's it.
That's all I have. Yeah. For, that's all I have for housekeeping. I I think so. Who who died since? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, nobody died. I am I am reeling though with 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 joy and glee. I'm a buzz from having Peter Fonda in the booth I, a couple a couple of minutes was, ago. And it's it's ridiculous. He's like near eighty. Yeah, he's in great shape. He's, he, he said he was born in 1940s. Yeah, so he's yeah. sharp and funny and energetic, and we loved having him here. Yeah. Before entertainment fans go crazy hearing this episode, Anthony Bourdain would take issue with the fact that we said nobody died. Oh, yes. Yes. Anthony Bourdain and also— Did you just call him uh, Anthony Bourdain? Uh, Bourdain. He's another blues musician. <laughs> was he Jethro's brother? Yeah, he was one-shot Bourdain. <laughs> yeah. like, he, he opened for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got new blues music. And and who else that that woman? Kate Spade. Oh yes, yes. yes. But these are this, these are not. Well, I Kate know. Spade is not really a show business. But they or an they were both person. in Abbott and Costello meet the wolf. I realized yes, that. Yes, yeah. Abbott and Costello make purses. I realized. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much from this show. Well, we should we should take the opportunity and broaden out into fashion. I think that'd be a good place for us to go. You can no longer say anything without having a. I'll put on my smoking. Put on my smoking jacket. All right, let's get down to to business here. Uh, this is uh, this is not producer of the month. This is Gilbert Sings. Oh uh, yeah, because you haven't favored us in such a long time. I, I know, and and angry mobs. They are <laughs> pitchforks. You don't like to disappoint your fans, so. We decided to see what was on Patreon. I, I continue to disappoint my fans. <laughs> you do. But That's a, oh, just for story. the record, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, David Komarovsky, our old friend David Komarovsky, who just sent us cufflinks, by the way. Yes. So we want to thank him for the cufflinks. Some, can some... I say, David, those were real cheap shit cufflinks. <laughs> they were both falling apart. <laughs> I'm trying to thank the man. They were both falling apart, and 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 uh, Frank said to me, yeah, "Which ones do you want? There's a monkey on one, and there's the Godfather on the." And I said, "I really don't give a fuck. These are pretty worthless." It's the thought that counts. Yeah, it's a fun, and well, it's a it has to be. Person. Don't listen to him. It's not the merchandise. I I enjoy. I'm going to enjoy my video Vito Corleone cufflinks. Yes, Don't listen to him. You're going to cut the buttons off your cuffs. <laughs> do, do do fans send you guys a lot of neckties? We get a lot of day? stuff. We get a lot of stuff. We get a lot of weird stuff from yeah. fans, and I I don't yeah. know what to say except keep it coming. Oh, and then who <laughs> sent that? Be careful. Book? Uh, we got sent a book of those authors. From the back of comic books. Uh, there is oh, out there. Oh, I didn't there. see that. What is, who sent that book? Did anybody send you any Monster Times? You solicited Monster Times. Yeah, and they, they never did. I okay. want the Monster we'll Times. We'll put it out there again. I didn't get one single $20 bill, I want you to know. I can't find that that tweet. Oh, uh, let's see. Who sent this? Okay, this was sent by Tim Knight. Thank you, Tim Knight. Yeah. And and it's just all these great ridiculous ads from the back of comic books, and there's even um, a card here 
where they have the miniature live monkeys. Oh, see, I see like monkeys. Know, I was just going to ask. I get my hands on that. That brings me, out, and I can't remember the name of the book, but somebody sent a long, like a year ago. Yeah, he's around. That book, mail order mysteries, and we, and we were going to do a, we were going to do an episode mini about that. Yeah, he's somewhere in the Midwest. I've been trying to track him down. That's pro- like every everything from every comic book ever. Yeah, the, and, and his name is escaping me. But the challenge there is getting a, getting an engineer to him. But we'll we'll and, revisit it. And the and this we've talked about a few times. You could actually send away. It was legal. Well, it was. I'm sure it was a thousand percent illegal. The monkeys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could send away for live monkeys. I got a Mickey Dolan's once. <laughs> ah, see. Uh, why do I bother? <laughs> why do you bother? I wasn't. I'll, tra- a- I'll trade you my Nesmith. <laughs> I, I was after two hundred shows. I wasn't aware you were bothering. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're gonna do David Komarovsky's song request uh, after he he re- first he requested that you, that Gilbert do Abraham Martin and John in the style of Mom's Mabley. Uh, Anybody here? But this being 1968, I thought that would be in poor taste. Uh, as he has just demonstrated. demonstrated. So we'll, we'll take David's second suggestion, which is Chris Christopherson's wonderful Me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. Which I know you are familiar with. Uh, yes. And I have some lyrics here for you. Okay. Uh, and then Paul... Uh, Raybone, boneless Raybone, headless Raybone, will give us some, uh, he'll give us some trivia. He'll give us some facts. Gluten-free Raybone. <laughs> but you want to you try this one, Frank? I'll, oh. This is for David Komarovsky. Uh, Frank's going to give you the music. And we'll just do just do a couple of bars, because okay. I think that's all any of us can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> sing, sing by the door, we'll help you out. And okay. uh, Janice is gone, and All right. we don't want to hear her turn and spin. <laughs> so, so let let's me- give him a lead in there, uh, Frank. Bust Bust flat 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 ben ben Rouge, waiting for the train, feeling nearly faded as my jeans. Bobby, Bobby thumbed the diesel down just before it rained. Took us all, all the way to New Orleans. Look at Tara's face. I <laughs> took my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana and blow and sang a bummy chain to blues. And then I whipped you like a slapping tie. And Bobby clapping hands, we finally sang a bear. Bobby was good enough for me, good enough for me and my Bobby McGee. Gilbert is is the perfect. Gilbert made Janice Joplin sound like Maria Callas. I think the perfect. Not Char- uh, Charlie Callas is what I was thinking. <laughs> but there's there was a there was a blend in vocal <laughs> harmony there. 
I have no words. Yes. Wikipedia is being changed to update how she died now. That's funny. Wow. What can we say about this uh, this song? Well, I can Paul tell you Raybone. something about Chris Christopherson, who we would think of as a kind of a rebel and a freewheeling guy. Yeah. He wrote this song. He sure did. His father was a general in the Pentagon. So he apparently, we don't know how if he had troubles with his father like Peter Fonda had troubles with his father, but uh, Chris Christopherson's a complicated guy. Maybe we should get him. I'm going to do a tie-in. Mm-hmm. In Peter Fonda's book, Peter Fonda was just here, he relates the story of Chris Christopherson on the set of Dennis Hopper's The Last Movie, the one oh. we were talking about with the supposed orgies. Yes. Chris Christopherson played this song for him. And someone wrote this on Patreon having no idea that he was going to be here. And it's a coincidence. There you go. Too no. bad we never had a chance to interview Dennis Hopper. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. That I, would have been interesting to get his side of the story. Oh, yes. That we just had. This, uh, me and Bobby McGee, of course, made fa- famous by Janis Joplin, was, I believe, originally performed by Roger Miller of King of the Road. Now, now I, I, I can throw it. Before Janis did it, Gordon Lightfoot also did it. Did he? Now, I don't wow. know whether he did it I before. love Gordon. Yeah. we got to get Gordon Lightfoot on this show. That would be a get. You know, he was. He, I think he was just in New York. Or Helen Reddy. Don't tell me that. Or any so. other Canadian. Any <laughs> is Helen Reddy Canadian? Is she? I don't know. I think, I think she she's is. an Aussie. She's a yeah. Oh, she is. Yes. Who's the Anne Murray's Canadian? Anne Murray. Anne Murray's Close Canadian. Enough. Joni Mitchell is Canadian. And, she is. And and Alan Thick was Canadian. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And Pierre Trudeau. Yes. We could do this all day. Justin, Justin Trudeau. Uh, Roger Miller covered it. Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Charlie Pride. Uh, Gilbert's favorite, Ramblin' Jack Elliott. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Sam the Sham. Wow. Uh, Little Red Riding Hood. So apparently, according to this, one, two, three, four, five, six, Gordon Lightfoot, Bill Haley and his comets do tell. Jeez. Who was the, Little Red Riding Hood? Was that Sam? Was that, that Sam, was, the uh, Sam the Sham? And the Pharaohs. Well, yeah. Didn't they have another one? Uh, Wooly Bully. Wooly Bully. Was Wooly, oh, Wooly yeah. Bully was their big one. <laughs> but according to this, and we always trust Wikipedia, uh, that that's how many people recorded it before Janis Joplin made it into a number one single. Mm. How about that? And, but that was pre-Janis Joplin, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. That was... Uh, yeah. Other artists to, recover, to cover it are uh, Arlo Guthrie, Loretta Lynn, Willie Nelson, the Statler Brothers. How about Jeez. that? Hey, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. And a band called the Impotent Sea Snakes. <laughs> yes. That comes from the back of the comic book. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, David, I hope you're happy. You got your wish. I don't know what to make of that cover. <laughs> Well, if, Dave, if David's happy, we're happy. Yeah, if David's happy, we're happy. We love to please our fans. Roger Miller's another guy I wish had lived long enough oh, yeah. to do this show. Boy, oh boy. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Here's another request. This comes from Chris Kason, C-A-S-O-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I would love to hear Gilbert either do Love American Style uh, or the Love Boat theme. Now, because the Love Boat theme was written by our friend. Yes, Paul the, Williams. The great Paul Williams. Yes. Uh, our former podcast guest and pal. I pick that one. Love exerting a new. <laughs> okay. We now know how he's going to do this one. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's, oh my God, please don't ever let Paul hear this. So it'll be me 
at Paul Williams. Uh, if you want to do it that way, here we go. Here's the lyrics. <laughs> Exciting and <laughs> Wait for the li- Wait for the lyrics. It floats back to you. We be making another Promise is something for everyone. Set a course for adventure. Your mind on a new romance. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open smile on a fresh shore. It's love. <laughs> We're the moment. It's love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're a twisted individual. <laughs> if anything's going to sink the love boat, that was... Is there anything you'd like to add? <laughs> what could I possibly add? Yeah. You know I didn't <laughs> this is the rainbow theme music. is conflicting with the, with the uh, Gilbert Sings. Thank God for Paul Williams' sake that he went on to other things. I don't think this would have made his career. I'll tell you what, Gil. Yes. With that, with that tune, with that rendition... Yes. You not only... Potentially offended a previous guest. Oh yeah, <laughs> you potentially offended a future guest. Oh, because Charlie Fox, who we've been trying to get on the oh, show, yes, who you who also wrote "Ready to Take a Chance Again," which yeah. I believe you sang to Chevy. Yes, <laughs> uh, Paul Williams collaborated with Charles Fox. Wow, on this song, it was recorded as the theme song. For the Love Boat, uh, broadcast between 1977 and 1986. Did you so, know that was on that long? I did not know that. This was quite Nine an years. accomplishment for Yes, me. yes. <laughs> you cut quite a swath. Swath. Uh, Jones' version was used in all seasons apart from the ninth, where it was replaced by Dionne Warwick's version. Jack, mm. Jack, ah. jo- Jack Jones' version, I should say. Jack Jones, alive and well. Wow. Gotta talk to him. And his father worked with whom? The Marx Brothers. Look at Gilbert. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Jones released the track himself as a single in 1979 as Love Boat theme. Here it is on MGM Records uh, with a cover of the Barry Manilow song, Ready to Take a Chance Again on side oh, B. Geez. So we got to get our hands on <laughs> and this. And I'm ready to take a chance again. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Norman Steinberg, who did this show. No, you know Norman, the mm-hmm. <clears throat> Blazing Saddles writer. He said, you got to get Charlie Fox. Yes. And so we got in touch about Charlie Fox. And he said, Charlie will do it if Gilbert doesn't sing any of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a deal breaker. Right, it was a deal breaker. <laughs> uh, here's some covers. Actress and singer Charo 
Charo. Ch- uh, boy, she'd be interesting for Ooh, us. Yes. Wait, should we try and, Charo? And I worked with her on Hollywood Square. You did? What was she like? She was great. Charo stood. She, she's one of those people, very much like Sofia Vergara, uh-huh. who the longer she stays in America, the thicker her Spanish accent <laughs> becomes, which is quite unusual. That's very funny. Like Googie Gomez oh, yeah. in the Ritz. Uh, I, she- I heard a story that uh, Jack Jones was on uh, on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh-huh. And Sullivan was famous for not knowing a thing. Of course. And he was going to say, oh, oh, he said to Jack Jones during rehearsal on stage, he says, so so your father was Alan Jones. And he goes, well, he still is Alan Jones. <laughs> Hilarious. He's alive. Hilarious. And, uh, and so that got a big laugh. And they said, okay, Ed, do that on the air. And on the air, Ed Sullivan goes, so, Jack, your father's dead, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. As Richard Kind would say, that's hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, Olivia Newton-John covered it. Your friend. You love to point out her heritage. Jew. Yes. (laughs) Olivia Newton-John's a Jew. And her her father and uncle are supposed to be like super. I think it's her. I think it's her grandfather. Yeah, was it was a was a Nobel Prize winning. Yeah, they're chemist. like super genius. You want to look that up? Let's find it. Raybone. Like, I can see what I can ri- find. Ridiculous genius. Yes. Level. Yeah, I think her grandfather was uh, was Nils Bohr. Does that name mean anything Niels to you? Was, Niels Bohr. Was a Nobel Prize winner. I believe that's uh, unless I'm pulling this out of, out of my tush. I believe that pulling, was. Pulling my phone. I could be tush. totally wrong, but I think that's Olivia Newton-John's uncle or well, let's grandfather. Check, let's check that out. Anyway, Dionne Warwick covered this. Jacques Raymond covered it in Belgium, and of course Charo, as Gilbert pointed out, and the Belgian band Swoop. Ah, does that mean anything to you? Oh, I have all their help. You're big in Antwerp. Yes. <laughs> In Antwerp, I'm considered a genius. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Like Jerry. Yes. Yeah, it's a Jerry they, thing. They consider me the next chaplain. All right. While Paul is trying to find out who uh, Olivia Newton-John's Nobel Prize winning family member is or was. Oh, here we go. Let's see. We'll do our. Do I have the right I'm, person? I'm not quite. Well, I've got. Let's see. Her Jewish maternal grandfather was. Nobel Prize winning physicist Max Max, Max Born. Born. I'm way the hell off. It was Niels Bohr and Max yeah. Born. Okay. Max so they're Born. they're both Nobel winners. Fled to England before the war. There you go. In Germany. Pretty impressive. But Pretty the impressive. the important thing is Olivia Newton-John's a Jew. <laughs> That's the important well, thing. Yeah. Does it say I that mean, there? <laughs> it doesn't, but I also it doesn't say whether Max Born could sing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, but the yeah, he was supposed to be some like super intellectual. Yeah. She came. She comes from interesting stock. Here's our last song, and this is from Derek Hare or her H E R R, and this one is going to hurt me personally because this is a song that I'm very fond of. Uh, this is fa- this. The others didn't. This song. This song shares its name with the first album I ever bought in nineteen uh, in 1973. Uh, here we go, Gilbert. This is a special request. Now he requests that you sing it. As Peter Laurie. 
So here, here goes nothing, and uh, a song I used to love. <laughs> when are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my own man. You know you can hold me forever. I didn't sign up for you. I'm a present for your friends to open. This boy's too young to be seeing the blues. Keep going. <laughs> It'll take a couple of vodka and tonics to set you on your feet again. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a replacement. There's plenty like me to be found. Montreal's who ain't got a penny. Sniffing for tidbits like you on the ground. Oh! <laughs> so goodbye, yellow brick road, and the owl. Oh Lord! You can plant me in your penthouse. I'm going back to my plow. Back to the howling all out in the woods. Hunting the horny back toad. <laughs> oh, I finally decided my future lies beyond the yellowing Wow. We have some diehard fans out there. I want to know how many of them stay through to the end of that. Who, who asked for this song? Uh, a gentleman. I lost the card. Can we strike strike him from the rolls permanently? Derek Her, H-E-R-R, -R, or Hair. Hair Derek. Hair Derek. Derek the Hair. Now, that was the uh, one that Elton John sang about Princess Diana, right? No. That was Candle in the Wind, for gosh, for corn's sake. Yeah. Paul, the king of pop culture references, Ray Bird. Yeah, he yeah, is he right was, on the spot. Was was Gilbert asked to sing it 
for Prince, Princess Diana? He was not. He was not asked. <laughs> no. Not a word. No. He was asked not to sing. <laughs> he was asked not to sing. <laughs> uh, someone contacted me on uh, on Facebook about someone who's friends with Bernie Taupin. Taupin? Taupin. I think it's Taupin. Who listens to this show. Uh, and I thought, wow. Uh, that would be oh a, a, yeah that, that would, be, would be an incredible he, he does a he does a show on Sirius XM no and he's a talker and he's yeah. interesting and yeah. now it'll never happen uh, you know he, he, <laughs> he it'll never happen <laughs> we were we were that close yeah uh, this so Bernie spent something like two weeks working on the on the lyrics for for Goodbye Yellow Brick Road the album mm-hmm. they were and writing then, them fast in those Elton, days Elton spent like three days to do the music. So a little more than two weeks, which means in the time it takes us to do two podcasts, they sold 12 million records. There you go. Which, jeez, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Can you imagine how many records they sold in time? It took Paul to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see. It was uh, it, it, the, the song was released in 1973 as the album's second single and entered the top ten in the UK and the United States, one of John's biggest hits, and surpassed the previous single, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Uh, the Yellow Brick Road is an image, of course, taken from the 1939 film adaptation of... Oh, oh well, of course, uh, Wizard of Oz. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And what is the the album that allegedly you could play Wizard of Oz against? Oh, that would be Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And it works. Does it work? You've done it? I had uh, years ago uh, a studio manager friend of mine... Took the laser disc of Wizard of Oz and the CD of Dark Side of the Moon and linked them up and made a VHS. And it was a lot of very eerie, trippy, spot-on moments. Mm. I never I never knew anybody who actually did it. Yeah, it works. In 2010, Rolling Stone ranked Goodbye Yellow Brick Road as the number 380 in their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Yeah. And the version that you just did... <laughs> It's not in the top, <laughs> not, not, not top. five hundred thousand <laughs> of all time, but uh, the the flip side, uh, the B side uh, of that record was called "Screw You." There you go, Gil. <laughs> and released in the U.S. <laughs> under the title "Young Man's Blues," so as not to offend American record buyers. Oh, so there you go. That's all I got this what's your, week. What's your favorite Elton John song? Oh my God. That's a long. I'm I'm a mega fan, a super fan. Yeah. So that's a long conversation. Gilbert, how about you? Um, mm. God. Oh, so many. Oh boy. Yeah. You know what? Oh, Take me I'm, to the pilot. Yeah, I'm still standing. That's a good one. And, and and what was the one that they played in Dog Day Afternoon? Oh, uh, uh, is that Amarina? It might be. Yeah, I think from, it's Amarina yeah. Tumbleweed from Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed Connection. Connection. My favorite yeah. album, but that's I think my record. favorite Elton John song is. His very first song, you know, it's a little bit funny. Was oh, his, it called? well, his first hit. His first hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had an album before that album. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't Empty know that. Sky yeah. before yeah. the Elton John. Album. Is it wrong That's, that I like his Lucy in the Sky better than the Beatles? I, I like that one. I like it's that. Really it's, solid. It's trippier. It's strangely trippier. And John liked it, so it was the the biggest tribute. Um, I, I like a song called Elderberry Wine, which is on Don't Shoot Me. I'm mm-hmm. only the piano mm-hmm. player, but this is another show. Another show. Gilbert. <laughs> 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 Yes. I, I I am more impressed with you now than I think I've ever been. <laughs> you did slip into Brother Theodore a yeah. couple of times during that. <laughs> but uh, that was beautiful. I don't think Peter Laurie will ever get a better tribute. Yes. Well, I don't think so. <laughs>
I guess we'll never get his daughter on the show now. Is she around? I don't Peter know. Lori's is daughter? She, I don't know. She might be gone. What? She... Why were you turning into Jerry Lewis during the chorus? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you we're to... turning into. Because <laughs> he's in the Patsy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, and that? John Carradine. Right, and John Carradine. Oh, and um, Everett Sloan. Very good. Yeah. Who I believe killed himself. He did? I think so. And I'm usually there you the go. One, I'm usually the one who brings <laughs> down the episodes. Everett Sloan was the voice of Dick Tracy. He was. In the cartoon. He was. And if he didn't kill himself, I'm going to cut that out of this episode yeah. so you'll never hear it. <laughs> and I think he wrote, I, it was never played or recorded. Any, I think he wrote lyrics for Bonanza. Very cool. Yeah. We'll, look, yeah. We'll, look, well, that'll be for next week's show. Yeah. Bonanza is just, I just saw them on uh, MeTV, which has suddenly got an, a channel number you can actually find. On mm -hmm. One day, I think, uh, one of these shows will have to do these uh, All Bonanza? Themes, no, theme songs where that had words, but we never knew the words Well, you to. just gave yeah. me an idea yeah. for, for, for the next mini episode. Brilliant. Like the uh, like the Star Trek theme. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That's yes, right. and the Andy Griffith theme. Oh yeah, which also has yeah. words. Is, is a Bonanza theme down by the fishing hole? I couldn't know? tell you. And, yeah, and there there there's another one. Oh oh, we are all the manly men of war. We are. Oh, Hogan's in Heroes. Where thousands right. have before. Very good. We'll do an episode. Yeah. On that. Dara's going to yell at us for doing a too long mini episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with ribcageless <laughs> Ribcageless. <laughs> Born without a ribcage and no sternum. Basically reduced to an amoeba at this point. No wow. Sternum. <laughs> <laughs> I admire your pluckiness. That's, that actually could be a nice stage name. Rib Cageless. Welcome, Mr. Cageless. <laughs> See you next week. Colossal Obsessions. <laughs> <laughs>